Ziv Reinhold. It is winter of the year 1091 of the Third Age, and you are following this gathering of people into the back rooms of a school that is closed to the public. The door you follow these people through has a sign on it that says, Authorized Mages Only. It opens up to a narrow hallway that takes a sharp right turn. The hallway is filled with art on the walls. Checking out the art, one really stands out to you as it doesn't mimic most of the peaceful scenes from other realms. It is an oil painting of a skull with green flames erupting from it. It has eyes glowing a fierce red. The gallery of paintings ends, however, at a crossroads in the hallway. Down the left hallway, first door on the right, you see a door is open in a classroom full of young mages taking in a lesson from a professor. And on the right corridor, you see dorms for the professors and students. The group heads straight across the crossroads, though. And you all have to hug the left wall tightly as someone is bricking up a small cubby with one of those armored statues behind it. The hallway then zigzags briefly before opening up to a large room that appears to be the living quarters for the students and professors. Some students sit in a small lounge area near a lit fireplace. A professor is filling a jug at a water spout that doesn't shut off and another student kicks a large wooden box that was playing music before cutting off. He says, Aw oh man, it's broken again. I got damn flighty McBitey. And the students sitting by the fireplace laugh. But you head across the room to another door and long hallway. You stop in the hallway briefly as Remora at the front of the group casts a spectral image of the cantrip mage hand. He moves a cloth over the statue's head and covers it. He then guides the group to the back right of the room to an open door. Everyone walks in and he removes the cloth from the head of the statue. In this room, you see another group of painters doing a large mural across a rectangular room with columns going down the center. A mage monitors the progress and you hear him say to one of the painters, No, 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 that's not what the prophecy says. Let me go get my sketches. And he quickly rushes off. And you follow the group to the other side of this room to an open hallway on the right side. It leads you to a small circular room where everyone squeezes in tight. Remora and another mage with the group stand next to two statues, one that looks like Heltrum, and the other like the woman he embraced earlier. Remora and the mage put their hands on the statue, and the circular room starts to spin slowly, spiraling upward. It opens up to a short, small hallway with a turn to the left. You and Vorin make eye contact as the group starts to walk out, and then you follow suit. You then enter into a large chamber. Ceilings are about five stories high, and the rectangular chamber is 50 feet wide and 100 feet deep. And on the far side of the chamber is a large chiseled art piece with lines coming from the center of the floor. It appears this stone mural is a depiction of the spectrum of the arcane. There's also a large grouping of chairs in a circle on the other side of the room. And centered in the middle of this circle of chairs is a glass cone. Hovering above the glass cone is a large sphere. It glows of blue and a pale purple and seems to drip a clear liquid infinitely down the cone from the hovering sphere.
last time on Four Orbs. A gruesome scene lies in front of you. The dead body of Vlad, an elderly halfling Crimson Command outpost guard, is soaked in a pool of his own blood. Oh my my god, he's he's supposed to be alive, right? Yes, un- undoubtedly. The sun starts to set on the horizon. You see a dark mist gather 30 feet away in front of the cottage. Three shadow assassins dressed in dark leather come to. Like stumble forward 10 feet, look up, see Finch in danger, getting grabbed, be like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll shoot my two elders blast. And I'll just shoot him uh, in the back. And then the shadow assassin just kind of melds into his armor. The armor just falls to the ground. And there is a quiet that takes on the area. Astro, what happened? Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm okay. Are you okay? Make sure that Dorothy is okay and then start walking towards the cottage as well. Okay. I'd like to go to the desk and the papers and okay. see if there's anything that reaches out at me. A letter from Bryn Talith, the same format as the one that Dubro received. If you see Flynn Cartwright, please send him to Chandelin as I have found the Black Orb. So it appears that every single outpost has probably received a message. Meaning mm. that they are all in oh, danger. Don't feel oh, <laughs> good about this oh, at all. God. This is probably something we should really think about. There is a weird disease that seems to be spreading across the area. Limbs are kind of rotting away. And to be on alert for any evidence as to why. Hmm. There is a belief that there is an imbalance of the element purity in the area. And the next morning you wake up, you take like an hour to kind of prep for the day. So we'll say you prepare, step out of the cottage. Give me perception checks, everyone. 12. 7. 12. 22. 20. All right. So you move down the hill. What the fuck? You bi- no. Yo, bitch. No. Come on now. Come on. There's the good rolls. Wow. All right. So go for a horse. Keth, Felomir, and Finch, you head back into town briefly to try and find a town guard. Uh, the three of you give me perception checks again. Nine. 22. 19. All right. Felomir, you notice that there is like an 18-year-old boy, human boy, that is peeking around a house looking at you, and then he dives behind as soon as he sees you looking at him. Well, that was strange. There was a, a, a boy over over there peeking behind the building. There was just a boy? There's an, old, an older child, yes. I don't know. This place is weird, and I have a bad feeling about it. And then y'all ride east towards Erlen. Getting on the road, you notice that even with your distant destination, there's quite a bit of bi-directional traffic. Merchants hauling goods to and from Clanport heading into the dense population of the vast area and nation of Chandelin. Along your journey, the spread of farmland reaches out into the horizon. Small villages of farmers have settled in with cottages close to one another. Without even talking to anyone on the road, you get a sense of content and community. It is obvious that everyone in the area helps one another to help produce a bountiful harvest for the markets. Erlin, a river town seven days away from Clanport by horse, 
is your halfway checkpoint on the way to Chandelin. And as the first day of your journey comes to an end, the sun disappears behind you on the western horizon. You find a nice flat spot of grass on the southern side of the road and settle in for rest. Is there anything you'd like to discuss before going to sleep? What's wrong with the outskirts of Erlen making our way in? No, you are a day out of Clanport, and it's a seven-day journey to Two. Erlen. Okay. By horse. So, uh, guys, you remember me telling you about that sorceress? Yeah, the one in the one in Athern? No, she's actually in Chandelin. Oh yeah. Wait, the one who cursed you and Oystrich? Yeah. Oh really? Yes. Interesting. What about this sorceress? I was considering seeking her out if we have the chance. Maybe try to find out how I'm cursed or why I'm cursed. I mean, if it's important to you, then I think it is important to all of us. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I mean, it's definitely important. You obviously have some gifts from her we don't know, but... But obviously the curse was making you take care of a rat. (laughs) (laughs) And to know what she actually did to Oystrich would be, I think, a thing we could all benefit from. That I would love to know. Yeah, didn't you say that Oystrich was, I guess, hers? And you kind of rescued him? Yeah, she was doing experiments on him. I don't really know the full extent of everything that she did, but I didn't like what I was seeing, so I rescued him and got out of there. Yes, and you did see that scene in the uh, scrying room in the School of Planner Learning. Everything else we found out there was pretty important, I think, so it'd be good to find out more information, at least. Nothing else. You can get revenge on her. We can smash her together. Maybe. (laughs) If it comes to that. We'll just see how hard she is to find once we get there. Yeah, do you have any leads? Do you remember where she lived or if she had a shop or anything like that? Um, I, I mean, I can definitely check. I, you know, I definitely remember the city, but um, maybe we can ask around or maybe I can you remember, find another you, way. You know where her uh, her house was, we'll call it a house. Yeah. What part of town she stayed in. Yeah. Because you were her apprentice for a while, so you spent yeah. some time well, there. Assuming she hasn't moved around. Do you remember her name? Yes, her name was Olga. Olga. Olga Riddle, I believe. That's a fitting name for a sorceress. It's a dumb name if you ask me. I've always been bad at riddles. Me too. Well, maybe we can figure out this riddle once we find her. Yeah, maybe that's something to go on at least. <gasps> oh, I get it. Her, her last name is... It's, that's really clever, guys. Oh. <laughs> Well, guys, I guess we're still about six days out of Erlen, but I think it goes without saying I, I need to try and find the outpost there immediately in hopes that it has not been overtaken like the last one. Certainly. And I am curious to see the state of it after news of this disease. And we should all, again, also be on high alert, assuming people know that I'm coming and what I carry. Certainly. We shall proceed with caution. We're walking into a trap, aren't we? Probably. Probably. Hmm. More than likely, yes. I'll start uh, shuffling through my potion bag, and I'll pull out two potions and say, Well, I've got these. If, if any of us catch that disease. What, what are those? They remove diseases. Oh. Well, that is convenient. I've also got a few spells up my sleeve that could help with that. It's good to know. Limrot sounds nasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Felomir is reading. All right. Felomir is reading. 
before he goes to sleep. I'm gonna I'm gonna just play us a song. Okay. A song of rest. Okay. Usually that's for a short rest, right? Yeah. It, but it'll just be for fun. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> what else am I doing? I'm just playing a song. All right. Uh, do you want to describe the song or sing it or? Oh, I'm not gonna sing it. It's like a <laughs> a softly plucked lute melody. Okay, lute. Yeah. That'll help me for the production process. Thank you. <laughs> or you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, as he's playing, I'll just roll out my bedroll and, and lay down and look up at the stars and drift off. It is a very clear night, so you can see the stars pretty easily. Is there still a lot of traffic on the road? People have camped along the road pretty much in various distances. No one's, like, intruding on anybody, though. Wait, so I know I saw the kid, and I think Finch saw the kid? I saw the kid, for oh, sure. Oh, you saw the kid. I want to say I was the only one that saw the kid. Yeah. I, I was like, what is that? I don't think you saw the kid. Oh, I didn't? Mm-mm. I think okay. it was just Felomir. Yeah, I think it was just him, and he went and chased him. Yeah, have we talked about this at all? I don't think so. No, not really. I think I brought it up to, well, I brought it up to you. Yeah, when it happened. To Captain Finch. Or to Captain Finch when it happened. But, I mean, it wasn't like, I just saw a glimpse of a kid and then he ducked behind a building. I followed, like circled the building, didn't see him, didn't see him again. So, I mean, we're fucking strange looking people. He was just probably looking at us as far as Felomir's concerned. Yeah, okay. that's kind of how I would feel too. Like, oh, some random kid looked at you and you chased him. You couldn't find him. All right, well, let's move on with our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's not something I would we feel noteworthy. Shit to take care of. Yeah. Noteworthy enough to just bring up to everybody. Feels so. like if you got too obsessive about it, it would, it would get weird. Right. Like, why are you chasing around this kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Felomir. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. While Felomir is reading, I'm going to approach him. Hey, Felomir, you know ritual spells, right? Mm, uh, what? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you have some components I could maybe use? More than likely. What spell are you trying to cast? Well, I, I purchased this scroll of Find Familiar back at the last shop we were in. I was going to try it, but I, I think I need a... I don't know if I'm saying this right. A brass brazier? Brazier. I'm a, is it? Do you say it like brazier? A brass That's how I say it. <laughs> <laughs> a brazier. I saw I saw brazier and I was like, surely that's not pronounced the same way as bra. But I, I have the herbs I think I need. But um, do you have a brass brazier I could use, perhaps? Uh, well, I don't think I have any sort of brass braziers, but um, I casted some spells with some makeshift components before. Let me see if I have anything to help. I'll just start digging through my component pouch. Cool. I'll pull out like some, I'm sure there's like some brass something and like some little brass balls or sure. rings or something Brass in there. blouse. Yeah. <laughs> A brass blouse. Yeah. <laughs> some cufflinks. <laughs> These should work. They are brass. Um, it may affect how long it takes you to cast this spell or possibly the final result, but it should work in some capacity. Okay, I'll try it. Thank you. Certainly. And uh, I am a little <laughs> familiar with the uh, fine familiar <laughs> spell. Wow. He knew he was about to drop too far. <laughs> uh, so if I can assist you in any way, just let me know. Yes, that, that would be great. I, I, I kind of wanted to try it tomorrow before we set out, if you're willing. Uh, of course. I actually uh, copied that spell down from the uh, spell books I got in the School of Planar Learning, so I've read up on it. Cool. I would really appreciate the help. Of course. And I'll 
go make my bed roll. All right. Everyone give me perception checks as you're all asleep. No one's decided (laughs) to stand watch. Oh, shit. I mean, (laughs) Felomir... Oh wait, mm-hmm. you sleep now. I'm all right. I'm Fuck. sleeping. Okay, I've been listening to past episodes and it's fucking with my head. <laughs> um, that's a big old five. Eleven. Sixteen. Seven. Twenty. All right. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Oyster, it's just keeping watch. I just said I was making my bed, Dave. I didn't say I was going to bed. <laughs> All right, so everyone wakes up sort of in like a weird pattern. Uh, like it doesn't necessarily have to be in a specific order. You just kind of all wake up to the sun. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. Oh, but it's, it's okay. daylight. It is. Felomir. Yes. Why didn't you make us a hut? We have a wagon. Well, we, they can enter the wagon. I. I slept pretty comfortably. I'm going to start looking around. Okay. What you looking for? At myself. Okay. At my things. Uh, give me an investigation check. Mm, I swear before Christ. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? I'm making sure I have all my things. Well, do you? I think so. Luckily. And what's the problem? It's a busy road. There, There's people camped right there. That is precisely the problem, Felomir. Everyone seems friendly enough. I think everything's accounted for. It's kind of like, kind of point and like count different things around, I guess, and (laughs) making sure that things are there. Like of your own things, like going through your backpack and stuff? What are you counting? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the wagon. I'm going like, okay, there's some of my stuff. There's some of her stuff. Like that's still here. (laughs) That's not missing. Like, I mean, nothing looks like it's been taken is what I, I mean can i i guess you want me can i do something <laughs> to see if some shit's been taken david <laughs> yeah, david you said david <laughs> i'm bringing david back i'm getting mad yeah if you want to play dnd i'll take the investigation check Ooh. oh my god Ooh. spitting That's fire on me now dude it's a 13 <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah i think everything's here i don't think we really got anything to worry about I do not want to make an investigation check, but does my stuff look <laughs> untouched? Does it look, is it in the same spot I left it when I went to sleep? I think you need to make a check for that. <laughs> Crit miss. Nice. Yeah, it looks great. Cool. Oh, God. Well, let's get ready to go then. <laughs> oh, God. I, oh, I don't like this. No, oh, no. Well, I'm also trying to like role play too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to be in like perception check and then getting us all worried affect me playing. You know, and then like okay, I don't want to sit here and like try and go through my because I don't, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> that's why I was like, I'm just gonna look at it. If it looks the same, then it's fine. All right, so uh, Kath and Astra, I mean, y'all didn't do anything during the morning so far other than yawn, I think. Do you, do you want me to give you an investigation check? <laughs> I mean, that's up to you. Dave. If you think that no, your you... character wants to investigate to make sure your stuff is all there because no one stood watch, I'm completely okay with you investigation You sound like check. you want an investigation check. I don't care either way, but what I do know is that you won't say your stuff is there <laughs> without <laughs> confirming your stuff is there. <laughs> 
I'm the DM now. <laughs> what, you, what you're not going to do. I guess I'll overhear the conversation that the three of them had about making sure their stuff was there. And then I'll just kind of like look at Astra and then I'll start looking through my stuff okay. to make sure it's there. Give me an investigation check. I'm going to roll over and say, Kath, I, I thought you were keeping watch. 18. <laughs> Nobody told me to keep watch. Oh, I, I think I, I meant to. Actually, Kath, whenever you go to look at your turtle shell backpack, we'll say that there's like latches going along the side of it. One of them isn't completely latched. Wait a, wait a minute. And I'll, uh, I'll open up my bag and start shuffling through it. What you got in here? Oh, my no. God. Oh, no. Son of a bitch. You have a shovel? <laughs> it's like a hand shovel, I think. Yeah, everything's there. I am going to look at my things. Yeah, now, now, now that his shit's been like, looks like it's been trifled. Now I'm nervous, and I'm going to check every single thing I got. What he had everything. Everything's there. I'm going to check but on it Oystrich was also. Messed with. We don't know. He might have just left it undone when he was getting some rashes in the middle Steven, of the night. Steven, did you? Kev, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I haven't even told I'm you guys. Freaking out right here. <laughs> yeah, Let for one, let me at least tell you. <laughs> I guess everyone would see me uh, kind of lift up my backpack where the latch is unopened uh, or opened. And I'm going to say, oh, I could have sworn I latched this. And then I'll start like just pulling everything out of my backpack to make sure everything's accounted for. Wait, what is it? Were your things messed with? I, I, I don't know. I, I think everything's here, but it was open. My backpack was open. Open, huh? And I'm just going to like glare in, in their direction for Felomir and Finch. My heart races, and I immediately want to... I got I to gotta feel if the orbs are there. Okay. Uh, the four of you give me perception checks. I am freaking out right now. Eight. 23. 17. Critical. Okay. Interesting. Keth and Felomir, you both look over at Finch, and you see him immediately go for, like, a side satchel uh, that he wasn't that wasn't strapped around him, and he makes sure that the orbs are there. And he seems to be really stressed about that at first. And then he backs off and he seems to just start going through his other stuff. And it makes sense, though. I mean, they are the most important items. Certainly. So you don't think anything weird of it? Hmm. Yeah, Fitch, give me your character sheet. Sure. As, like, I'm starting to calm down and some color's starting to come back to my face, I'm going to wipe my brow. I'm like, we, we've got to have someone watch out every night. We, well, are, we are getting too close to Chandelin. I, I can't believe I didn't think about this. I can't believe none of us didn't think about this. But this, that, that was dangerous. Well, I was the first one to sleep. I thought one of y'all, and I'll turn to you, Felomir uh, <laughs> and Doroth, and say, I thought one of y'all would t- cast a tiny hut. I thought Felomir was doing it from now on. It's a beautiful night. Look, there's no, there's no use in pointing fingers now. It, it seems that it, everything is accounted for, but we just, I, I, I mean, I, I will stay up every night if that's what it takes. We, we can't. Risk this. Oh, I agree. I'll just make sure we cast a hut, and then it won't be an issue. Um, Give me another investigation check, Finch. Twelve. Yeah, something is missing. Wait wait a second. What? Shit. It's your map of Crimson Command Outpost. Oh, no. How did... Who? Why? What? What what use would... What? What is it? My my map of of the outpost, the Crimson Command Outpost, it's gone. Why this out of it? Why not the flintlock? Why not? Hold on. Why not the gold? Why Why the map? We're on the way to Chandelin for what reason? To meet Bren and get the black orb. In front, I mean, I, but he's probably at an outpost. That's where I'm going to start. And the last outpost we went to, what happened? It was pretty bad. You were there. I would say that is the reason why they would want specifically that. 
And now they know. While all of this is happening, I'm checking on Oysterich as well as my things. Yeah, I guess now that something is missing, I would probably investigate my things. (laughs) Uh, We'll go with Astra first. Uh, First, let me see your inventory so that I can determine the DC. I already looked, right? Yeah, but uh, you didn't notice anything because I think you rolled like uh, an eight. Yeah. I mean, this just means that, I mean, if, if we're speculating that someone who's done this to the last outpost has taken this map that we weren't, or at least I wasn't, didn't have goods stolen by just your average Joe. Someone is someone very serious was here. Yes, all your gold and valuables are still there, but the Emperor's still alive. But the map is missing. If it was one of the shadow assassins, wouldn't they have taken the orbs? And our lives. Yeah. Hmm. I'm perplexed. I'm gonna walk out to the road and kinda like look left and right, see if there's any campers still out. Along the road. So basically, yeah, what you see going on is that, like, I assume everyone's pretty much been to a campground before. In that morning after a night of camping and everyone is, like, slowly getting up out of their tents and, like, cooking dinner or breakfast and then slowly starting to take on their day. Like, that's pretty much what you see up and down the road of maybe, like, eight different campsites that you can see in vision. Is there anyone who looks like they've been up for a while or perhaps is already getting ready to hit the road like they've been up for a while? Give me an insight check. And I'm rolling like shit. 12. No, it seems pretty. It seems like everyone's in your state of mourning. Gonna like just run a hand through my hair and just curse underneath my breath and walk back to our camp. Okay. Astra, your roll. Yeah, I'm going to use Tides of Chaos oh, to okay. get advantage on this check. Mm. 14. Nothing appears to be missing from your inventory. I'm just going to find Oysterich and, oh, thank goodness, and just hug him. <laughs> Velomir, you said you wanted to as well? Is your inventory separated with what's in the library and what's not? It is not. Uh-oh. But pretty much all of the books and all of the gold. Books and gold. Are in the library. Anything else? You think it's fair game? Yeah. I guess, like, the, I'm pretty sure the key of Kilnar is still around my neck, but other than that, everything else would just be in a bag. Okay. Investigation check? What's my investigation? Oh, shit. <laughs> I have your character sheet. You do. Plus two. 19. Everything is there. Okay. Is anyone else missing anything? I believe I have all of my things. I don't, I don't think so. Hold on, let me check. It's up to you if you want to check again, if you think Dorth would check again. He would Okay. at this point. Now that we are certain... Someone has been there and things are missing. It's going to be a 14. Dave, no. No! Mm, <laughs> oh, no. you missing something. Oh, God. It's about to be something cool, too. No, everything's there. Oh, my God. With your investigation check, you find that everything is there. <sighs> Again, I just have to say that this was it, only I was the one to have something taken. And it was a very particular item. Something is wrong. We should try to make haste and get to Erland as soon as we can. But wait, did any of the any of the people around here see anything? I went out to the road. It looked like everyone was just getting up about the same time as us. Hmm. I didn't see anyone hitting the road or putting out campfires like they had been up for a while. So I think, I think it just is what it is. I know this might take a while, but... Felomir, do you still think you can help me with that spell before we leave? I, I can, yes. I mean, it'll take a moment to get the wagon ready, so we should have time. Could you not just 
do it in the wagon as we move along. You guys can sit in the back. I'll take I'll take the horse. Yeah, I'll sit up front with you. Guess that would work. It's also an option, yes. I'm gonna start throwing stuff in the in the wagon. Okay. I will help. Same. All right, so you load up the wagon. Finch and Kath, you take up the front and start going along the road while the three of you, Doroth, Astra, and Felomir, sit in the back. Uh, we'll say Astra and Felomir, you do your best to clear an area that you can both kind of sit down in like the bed of the wagon and kind of face each other with doing something in the center between the two of you. Um, I was going to give you advantage for the Arcana check, but because you decided to get in the wagon and do this, the assist from Felomir will be nullified by the disadvantage of being in the wagon. So, uh, Astra, how do you go about this ritual, this find familiar process? Also, uh, what are the components exactly? Do you have that over there? Oh, yeah. Charcoal, incense, and herbs, and the brass brazier okay. uh, must be consumed by fire cool. and the brass brazier. And I did recognize that someone in the chat said that because you're using a scroll, you don't have to use components. But I think, it gives, I think it gives more flavor to the story. Really cool. Yeah. We've never done this before. Yeah. And I'm also trying to use this on Oystrich and not to summon a spiritual or spectral familiar. I think it's just fun to immerse yourself that there is a process. I like it. So I, since I don't have a brass brassiere, I'm going to use my tinderbox as kind of a base to light the components. I think that everyone probably has like a cooking pot or something in their explorer's yeah, pack. I'd probably have like a some kind of goblet, right, something for drinking. Like that. You okay. have something to hold. I'll use something that resembles a brassiere, which is like a goblet, which I assume I would have. I'm going to. The brass that you gave me, is it just like random pieces of brass or just random? We'll say it's a couple brass rings, like okay. finger rings. Okay. Yeah, I'll throw those in the goblet first and then light an incense and put the charcoal and herbs in there. And Oh, 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 oh one moment. Wait, uh, let me see that, that charcoal. I think it's supposed to be done like this. And I'm going to take the charcoal and I'm going to draw a swirl like uh, just on... The wagon. Yeah, the wood of the mm. wagon. And I'm going to draw two rat teeth. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is for Oystrich, yes? Yes. Well, these, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll draw the two rat teeth, and then I'll be like, all right, now now I think it goes in here. I'll just drop it in the goblet. I want to look over at them and be like, are we going to get our deposit back? Can you guys do this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. Okay, what's done is done. Well, hopefully this goes correctly. I will start reading the from scroll. the scroll. Okay. As I do so, as after I light, I'll hit some flint and start a little fire in the goblet of the components, and and I will hold Oysterich. I'm actually, I'm going to use Mage Hand to like kind of levitate him in front of me. Okay. And just stare at him. As you read the scroll? Yeah. All right, give me an Arcana check. Crit! Nice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Look at them rat teeth doing work. <laughs> that was the extra little touch have, that did yeah. it. <laughs> I have aspect of the rat now. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. 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 What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Had to go to the old notebook.
As you link yourself to this creature, your eyes roll back into your head. A haze clouds your vision, and a light brightens until it is almost blinding. Then a view comes into vision. You see yourself holding onto torn cloth. You are bouncing up and down like riding a horse, but going backwards. Then wisps of auburn hair sweep into your peripheral. You see yourself, Astra. You see yourself running away from the sorceress. Oystrich is clinging onto your shoulder, and you are seeing his point of view when the sorceress cursed you. And then that little green ball of energy comes around the corner and hits you. You being Oystrich. And then you come back, and you realize it wasn't you that was cursed. It was Oystrich. Oh, wow. And while this is happening, I'm just sitting like across from you, just cross-legged, like watching. So whenever you come back, you just see me like. <laughs> <laughs> me too, I'll say. <laughs> and one thing that you do notice, Felomir, is you saw like Oystrich was being held by a mage hand while Astra's eyes rolled back into the back of her head and the mage hand disappeared. But then Oystrich kept floating. Oh shit, okay. And you saw this, with your detect magic, you saw like an abjuration aura around him and he wasn't looking at you so you kind of leaned to the side to look at him and we'll say you saw this too door his eyes were rolled into the back of his head as well and then whenever she came to the mage hand came back automatically and oystrich was sitting on it perfectly fine what what was that i i saw it again the the sorceress casting a green ball of energy at us but oh my god, you're echoing! Oh. You hear that in your head? What? I hear you outside and inside! <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, go, go, go on. Who is that? Uh, That's me! It's me. The sorceress, Olga? Stop talking out loud! What the hell is happening it's, right now? It's me, Felomir. What happened? A wave of realization. <laughs> and... I stare at Oystrich and I dispel Mage Hand and grab him and just stare at him. What? Oystrich? In my head. Yeah, you, you did it. Perfect. Don't think talking to me and talk to me at the same time because it's really bad in my head. I'm just going to tap Felomir on the shoulder. And <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to turn the door at this point. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's this. This right here. Yeah, this this is, is why I don't trust him. This is a little peculiar, yes. What is this? Let's see what happens. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it worked. What do you mean? It, did you think it wasn't? Uh, I, what did honest, you think was going to happen? I didn't know. Oh, I, my God. I was just trying to... Oysters is a dick, yeah. right? Yeah. So sassy. <laughs> and all of Dorit's wild dreams came true. Yeah. I just was trying to enhance our divination connection somehow, and I figured this might be a way to do that. Are you okay? Are you hurt? Oh, no, I'm great now. I can actually, like, think. Could you not think before? Well, I mean, before, like, I got distracted by things really easily, but now it seems like your focus controls my focus. Huh. I'm going to notice Doroth and Felmir just fucking staring at us. <laughs> I'm guessing it worked. Yeah, I can talk 
to Oystrich in my head. Well, look, I've spoken to Oystrich on several occasions. It's not all that. It, it, it's it's fine. <laughs> God, I hate that dude. <laughs> I'm just going to start laughing and smile at Oystrich. <laughs> I'm going to dart my eyes back. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Anyways, as I was I was saying, I, I saw... I saw the sorceress again. The the vision I saw at the scrying room. It was the same thing. She cast this green ball of energy at us, but but it's it's like I was seeing it from Oystrich's point of view. And it turns out I'm not the one that was cursed. I think it was Oystrich. Hmm. Interesting. Well, while you were performing the ritual, I noticed your mage hand dissipated, and Oystrich remained floating. And both of your eyes were rolled back in your head, yours and Oystrich's. Oystrich, Oystrich's. <laughs> right? <laughs> and there was a, a strong surge of abjuration magic. Abjuration? Correct. What does that mean? Abjuration, it's, uh, it gives off a white aura. It's uh, typical of protection magic. And you came too, the both of you. What does that mean? Protection? Something along those lines, yeah. I'm more concerned with the fact that Oystrich was the one that was cursed. I don't know what that means. I guess I'll have to talk to him some more. Yes, well, now you can. You're right. We should definitely seek out the sorceress now. I agree. Thank you for helping. I think I'm going to sit down for a little while. Uh, yeah, I imagine that took quite a bit out of you. And then I'm going to start, like, trying to, like, clean up the charcoal <laughs> off the cart. Like, <laughs> See if I can take care of this one. Put a rug on top of it. Yeah. I'd probably try to uh, document this, like take some notes down as to what exactly happened. Like, okay. All right, we substituted brass rings for a brassiere. And, <laughs> and then this happened. It took this long. Like all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Dearest Estelle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Finch and Kath, uh, y'all have been kind of silent in this moment, in the scene. Is there anything y'all are doing up front? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> Making haste. That's what's going on. Coconut. All right. So with that, six days later, we're going to do a little bit of a time jump. We're not going to really do this day by day. Uh, six days later, over the course of your journey, the traffic on the road has become much denser. And then you see a man walking west, opposite of your direction. This kind of draws your attention. He is about 30 feet away, and he seems to be the happiest person you have ever seen. He is almost prancing from traveler to traveler, speaking loudly, but nothing he says is distinguishable enough from this distance. He gets to the five of you and gives each of you a look and kind of stutters speechless for a moment. And then he looks specifically at two of you and points. Orkin Bowman, your eyes, what happens? I'll just kind of look at uh, Finch and then look back at him and very confused. It has been a very long journey and we have... Uh... Had adventures and misadventures. Well, yesterday I was missing a leg, but today... And he, like, skips to the side a little bit. I have it back! How? The priest of eternal purity. She might be able to take care of you, too. But I have a long journey ahead of me, so I gotta get back to Clanport, but maybe you should go speak to her. Safe travels! And she, he just skips on to the next wagon and just, like, tells everyone rejoicing. Priest of eternal purity? That's what he called her. That was odd. It was very weird. I'm just staring as he <clears throat> leaves, and I'm going to look at Oystrich. Like, the fuck? I want to lean my head 
kind of out of the wagon towards where the horses are and just yell out, uh, a friend of yours? No, I wouldn't say that. He, he seemed very jolly and to have been missing a limb. He commented on Keth and I's one eye. So there was a priest of eternal purity that's somehow, I don't know, I guess granting appendages to people. Purity, you say? That, that's what he said, yes. That's odd. Did he say where? No, he he uh, he ran off before I could uh, get in a get a word in edgewise. Really. Hmm. Well, if you recall the Crimson Command report, there was an imbalance of purity in Erland. And uh, there's that disease that's causing limbs to rot off. Well, looks like his group back. I would say this priest is officially a suspect. Hmm. We'll have to pay this priest a visit. Hey, companions, just step it in for a mid-roll real quick. Promise this is going to be a really quick one, so I want you to stick it out. First up, I want to give you a challenge. If you are this far into our podcast, that means you probably enjoy us quite a bit, which means you've probably told your friends and family about us a little bit, maybe. Well, I want to challenge you to send five. I thought about it. Somebody made a joke about telling you all to send 20, but really, I think five is a much easier number to hit. So on your social media, whatever you like, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I want you to send five people a private message and recommend the podcast. Not asking you to review, not asking for, you know, money. I just want you to spread the word that this podcast exists and you really enjoy it. Because I assume if you're at episode 79, I think this is what this is, you probably enjoy the podcast. So yeah. Let's get word of mouth really working for this podcast because that's how podcasts grow. Word of mouth. Second thing, we have Keth back in the studio here for another Keth Reads Haikus. <coughs> uh, Jason has posted that I don't think we've ever realized was a haiku. Dorth, Fabe, Groman, Kyle. Gnomish fellow with a bardic style. Wow. Is that a haiku? Look at you writing your haikus. Yes. That is a haiku. You, you have to break the bar line, but it is a, it is a haiku. Oh. <laughs> well, check that out. Oh. Wow. As the road bends around a hill, it declines into a river valley, and down at the base, you see the town of Erlen. The buildings are in pristine condition for this medieval-style fantasy town. Polished cobblestone streets weave in and out of the city. Multiple bridges connect the two halves of this town, which are split by the river. And it is a very busy town, with the buildings almost hugging the neighbors next to it. Docks jut out into the river, while small to medium-sized vessels wade as workers unload goods from the boats. And when you enter the town, the population is mostly human and halfling, but other races are amongst the township. Something you all notice, though, is that people are decorating their homes with vibrant red, orange, and yellow decor. Whether it is paint, paper lanterns, reeds, you name it, there seems to be a theme to the decor through the town. Then you realize what is happening. In just three weeks, it'll be halfway through the summer and festivities will begin. That's right. It's almost time for the summer quantal. <laughs> <gasps> the summer quantal! I say out loud as I notice this. <laughs> you reach the town square on the west side of the river Merchants are already constructing booths to sell goods. 
carnival-style games are being put in place, and a stage is being built in the center of the town square. For reference, before Doroth and Thelomir met for the first time, Doroth was leading the festivities of the Spring Quantal in Tempia, the capital city of Telavastra. That means you are all coming up on a year and three months of being together as a group. And also, Doroth, this town scale compared to Tempia's Spring Quantal celebration is minimal. Mm. Still, though, I do notice the stage, and in my mind, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to get on that stage. The party's here. So you are in the center of Erlen. And how far away is Shandalone from Erlen? Another seven days by horse. You said the spring or the summer quantal happens in like three weeks? Yes. Okay. So technically, you could probably get to Shandalin where a bigger festivity could take place. Oh, shit. I'm going to jump out of the wagon and put my hands on my hips and just take in a deep breath. But... <sighs> I love festival season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't forget why we're here, Doroth. Oh, I already have. Yeah, oh. Fitch, uh, is there an outpost here? I don't know. I think we're going to have to start asking around. Out of game. Is this where we were talking about the horse guy was going to be at, or is that in Chandelon? Uh No, he has a brother here somewhere. So we were supposed to drive the horse off here, but then we still got another seven days to go. That's true. Yeah, fuck that. Let's just keep it. Yeah. <laughs> well, why, 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 why <laughs> do we need to give it back? But then with that, well, that guy, did, why, did we pay for the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, we he paid and then we, get, we get a refund if you return it. Or we can just keep it. Oh, fuck, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, shit, I guess. Grandpa Felmer's got it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I guess we won't worry about that then. Yeah, I'm going to, I guess, look around and see if there's a guard or something. And uh, first person who I see that looks like of some importance, uh, I'm going to see if they know where the outpost is. Okay. Uh, give me a... What's the, I guess an investigation check. Like oh, assist. Yeah, right. their information. <laughs> so I get the advantage, right? Yeah. Eight. All right. Uh, the only person that doesn't seem to be busy is this, like, 10-year-old boy. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kind of, like, approach friendly, like, wave a... Excuse me, young lad. Do you have a moment? Young lad? I'm a halfling. I'm old. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm gonna put my hands on my, on my face. I'm like, I am. I am so sorry, sir. That is that is totally my fault. I, I should have known better. I even have a, a halfling friend as a companion. Nope. I'm oh, no, not you a don't. halfling. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He's a he's a gnome. I'm gonna put my other hand on my face. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> racism <laughs> at this point i am going to step in i'm just gonna turn around like i think i'll just find someone else <laughs> i love that role perfectly that was a perfect interaction for what you rolled <laughs> excuse him um do you perhaps know where the closest crimson command outpost would be ah uh, you're talking about latalia latalia yeah she comes into town every once in a while but uh, she's not very fun. She's quite serious. But uh, yeah, I, I helped her a little bit once. I'm a carpenter. There was a storm that came through town. and She has a tower right outside of uh, the city, on the east side along the road, near the forest line. Hard to miss. Okay. Do you s- suppose she's there in town at this time? I would think so. She's here most of the time. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your information. You're so kind. <laughs> and then he looks at you, Fitch, and gives a glare. <laughs> you are so kind. <laughs> I, I'm just going to kind of, like, put my head down <laughs> and not make eye contact with him. Thank you and only you. <laughs> well, it, he said uh, someone named Latalia has a tower uh, near the forest line on the east side of town, I believe. 
Y'all want to go check it out? Yeah. Probably best to head there, yes. Yes, please. All right. So as you travel further through the town, you all start to notice something. There are a few scenarios where people are sitting outside their homes looking very ill. They have sores in many places on their bodies, and some are missing limbs. It could be like a finger to just like a full leg or arm. And then a somewhat horrific scene happens in front of you. You see a lady sitting on her porch looking ill, missing her left leg and right arm. She looks at you with a slight smile, and then her emotion turns to shock. Her eyes widen, and she begins breathing heavily, taking in as much air as possible. And over the course of about five seconds, her head falls to the side, resting on her shoulder. And she sits still. Do I see this? Uh, yeah, you're about 20 feet away on the road in the wagon. I am going to run at her. and um... As you jump out of the wagon and start to run that way, a man kind of walks up and stops you. Oh, no, you don't want to go there. She needs my help. I can help her. No, listen, that, that's the fourth one this week. It seems to be getting out of hand. We don't know what's going on around here. It could be contagious. Um, I'm going to cast Detect Poison and Disease. Okay. Is there a range on that? 30 feet. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're 20 feet away on the road. Uh, with Detect Disease, you do recognize that there is some sort of disease. I can also identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each case. I guess a magical knowledge comes about you, and you recognize the name of the disease as fickle pox. Do I know what this is? Give me a medicine check. That is a five. You do not know what this is. A deadly flesh-eating disease. <laughs> Look, this this appears to be fickle pox. I don't know what that is, but... Wait, wait. Fickle pox? Yes. We just saw a woman with one arm and one leg, head falls down dead, and she died of fickle pox? Sounds like a rather fickle disease. It sounds like a silly disease. May I make a medicine check to see if I know what fickle pox is? Sure. Eleven. You do not know what fickle pox is. Ah, yes. Fickle pox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm vaguely familiar, yes. Well, that, that didn't look very silly to me. Well, uh, it, it doesn't look silly. It sounds silly. It needs a new name. Well, listen, lady. The, the clerics of the Heltronian Temple patrol the area through this, and they, they help those that need. I am a cleric. I can, I can help her. They'll be around in an hour or so to pick up her body. She's gone now. Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you familiar with some sort of uh, priest of purity? Hmm. That might be the... Uh, the head priestess there is there's an expert healer in the temple of the loon north of here uh, in in town no uh it's along the riverbed about an hour north okay thank that's, you the dead bodies that's where the heltronian clerics take them she's an expert healer why, why do they take the dead bodies there she is the high priestess of the loon so is there a cemetery out there no she's just an expert healer you've said that a suspicious amount of times that's all i really know about her hmm but look, I'd stay away from any bodies. We don't know if it's contagious. Well, can can I try? I, I couldn't let you run up there on your own without at least warning you. If you want to try, I can't stop you. But don't, don't go over there, Astra. I don't want you to get the fickle pox. Astra, don't touch I, it. I don't know that I would recommend going over there at this point. Yeah, she seems, she seems gone. We should proceed to the command outpost and then possibly this priestess. While we're, uh, while we're in the wagon, I'm going to start putting on my boots. <laughs> to be safe. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Okay. I put my head down 
And then I'm going to speak to Oysterich with my mind. Okay. Oysterich. Yeah. Go help the woman. How am I supposed to do that? I am going to, I guess, do the verbal component for Spare the Dying. And then it's a touch spell. Yeah, and you can use a familiar that casts a touch spell. Okay. Okay. So he says, oh, all right. I guess I'll do it. You're not going to get me sick, are you? I have some ways to help you if you do. And I'm going to cast Mage Hand to like kind of scoop him very sneakily on the ground so that he can run over there. Okay. So yeah, he runs over there and you watch from a distance as he kind of climbs up her knee, like up her leg, the, the chair she's sitting in and like moves up to her shoulder. And he is like holding onto her neck, waiting for you to do whatever. I whisper the verbal incantation in my mind. Okay, for Spare the Dying. So the problem I'm having with Spare the Dying, we can talk it out, is it recovers somebody that has hit zero hit points. Correct. I don't think disease drained her hit points. I think it killed her. Does that make sense? Yes, because losing your hit points isn't the only way that you can die in D&D, right? You also die, quote-unquote, if you, like, say one of your ability scores hits zero? Yes. And if you have too much exhaustion? Yes. And that has nothing to do with hit points. Correct. So I'm going to say that it doesn't work. Okay. Lesser Restoration is also a touch spell. What does that one do? You touch a creature and can either end one disease or one condition afflicting it. Would that do anything? You can try it. You might learn something. I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do right now. Okay. Knowing that you know how lesser restoration is supposed to work. Yes. After Oystrich attempts spare the dying and it does not work, you move on to lesser restoration, which is not a cantrip, right? No. So, life force. And you see a faint glow come from Oystrich, and she does not come back, too. I just kind of sigh. Okay, come back, Oystrich. And once he, I'm going to kind of step to the side away from people and mage hand Oystrich. Like in he can just climb up your leg. I mean, that's fine. Um, basically, I just, I don't want him on me. I just, oh. I want to mage hand pick him up and then touch him and cast Luster Restoration on him. Okay. So he runs over to you, you grab him with Mage Hand, and he floats over to you, and you cast Lesser Restoration on him. Because she was specifically saying she's trying to be sneaky with it, can everyone give me perception checks, and Deidre give me a sleight of hand check? 16. 25. 9. 18. 13. All right, so Keth, Doroth, and Finch all see this happen. What What are y'all doing? Nothing at... Oh, no. No, 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 no. Ah. What were you doing? Is the guy still talking to us? Uh, he's still standing there. Okay. I was just trying to see if I could help, but it didn't work. By sending Oystrich over to him? Wait, what, wait, what, what did you do? I, I have a few spells that can bring someone from the brink of death back and spare them. And I also have a spell that helps with diseases and conditions, and but neither of them worked. Hmm. Wait, Oystrich could cast spells now? Something like that. We did some things in the caravan while you were with Finch. Um, you told me that you uh, you were able to use your fond familiar scroll and, and create that uh, 
attachment with him, so you can talk to him now. Yeah, I, well, that I was, one, trying to see if I could help this woman, but I was also kind of testing my abilities with Oysterich. It seems that he can do spells as long as I cast them through him somehow. Wow. Oysterich is pretty special. Pretty neat. Well, unfortunately, not very helpful right now. You say you tried to cure this woman? Yes. And it didn't work? Didn't appear to. Yeah, she's still dead over there. Yeah. Well, yes, Keth, but why? Well, I'm going to get on going. Y'all be careful going through town. Don't. I, would, I really suggest staying away from the bodies. Okay. And then he st- strolls off. Uh, are there other living sick people where this woman was? Uh, no. No? But we passed some on the road, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you saw living sick people along, like throughout the town. Uh, this scene stops you, though, because she died in front of you pretty quickly. Um, I want to detect magic. Okay. It's focused on her? Yes. Okay. You don't detect any magic. Okay. Well, I think we should move along now. Yeah, let's let's get out of the city and try to find uh, Latalia. Latalia is what the halfling said. I know what I'm singing about at the festival. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so y'all get back into the wagon and head east out of Erlen. Yeah. As you make your way out of town, a the road heading east kind of does bend south for a little bit to avoid going straight through a forest. And on the right side, you see like some farmhouses and villages and such. And on the left side, a hilly, dense forest. But as it was stated, it is very obvious to find. There is a mostly wooden tower with stone supports near the tree line. And the tower actually stands taller than some of the trees around it. So it's very easy to notice. There is a small walking path up to it from the road. The wagon probably might have some difficulty. I think I'll probably hitch the wagon up here. We're going to have to go by foot. About how far away is it? 100 to 200 yards. I am going to cast Augury. Uh, What does Augury do? By employing some divining tool, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses from the following possible omens. Wheel, woe, wheel and woe. Nothing for good, bad, good or bad, and no results. Okay, so basically it says that the DM determines if it's good, bad, good and bad, or nothing at all. Yes. And what level spell is this? Uh, two. Second level divination. I think just giving you that broad information is a little... It's not good enough for the narrative. So I will say... Can I use, as my divination tool, can I use Oystrich? For what? To, to, to enhance something? Yes. To enhance my divination, since we've practiced divination, um... To enhance my foreknowledge as the spell is tagged. I'll give you advantage if you use Oystrich. Okay. But to use Oystrich, you know that you have to expend a sorcery point. <laughs> you just cast it. Yeah, but if you want to enhance it to get advantage, right. you would have to use a sorcery point. Okay. Is that what you want to do? Wild magic. Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. First, we'll do the augury. How would you cast this? Like, how does this happen for Astra? What does Augury look like as a spell cast for, for Astra? Got some tarot cards or something? I have Oystrich. I think the way I'm going to do it is you'll know good, 
or bad or good and bad or nothing at all based off of like an ominous presence. So we're just going to know if something good, bad, or no. whatever just happened like in the next 30 minutes just around no, us? No, it's or a specific it... action. That you, so like, oh, if I do this, what's going to happen? Like okay. in this situation, I, if I Have you I picked the this... action yet? Did I miss that? She did not say okay. the action yet. But I mean, she could say like, if I play this carnival game, yeah. okay. is something good, bad, good, bad, or nothing at all going to happen? Right. Okay. First, what's the action? I guess I wasn't really considering it as an action, but more of a, what are we going to find when we get to the tower? That okay. was my thought. I can give you that. That's a specific action. Yeah. yeah. So is it is the information that you're going to find in the tower good, good, bad, bad, or nothing, or neutral, whatever? Yeah. So the action is investigating the tower? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I will give you good, bad, spectrum with an ominous sound okay but then i'm also going to give you a small phrase a small vague phrase okay olga riddle that will determine more information all right so what does augury look like as a cast for astra i will use mage hand to pick up oysterich off of my shoulder and place him in front of my face just concentrate on him until my eyes roll back okay so you put Oystrich in your in your hands. Mage you hand. Look, with mage hand? Okay. And you float him in front of your face and you stare at him deeply. And then your vision kind of hazes around where you have a tunnel vision focused on him. And you hear a very pleasant ambience around you. But there's some scratching going on in the background. And then you hear Oystrich say, A book not read is unknown knowledge. You said that out loud? Yes. So we hear, we hear that? Yeah. Everyone hears it. Oh, wow. I just kind of look around at everyone. Oh. <laughs> that one sounds uh, right up your alley, fellow mirror. A book unread. Yes. Am, am I back? Yeah. We, we won't say that you you, like, you didn't, your eyes didn't roll in the back okay. of your head. You were just focused on oysters. Like everything around disappeared. However, you do have to make a roll. Wow. Oh, fuck. Wow. 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 All right. Wow. Wow. So was the feeling good? Bad? Good? Bad? It was good. Bad. It was a pleasant, pleasant feeling, but like nails on the chalkboard as well. In the background. 84. Good roll. Bingo. Good roll. Each creature within 30 feet of you takes 1d10 necrotic damage. You, re- you regain hit points equal to the sum of the necrotic damage. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kat, you take five necrotic damage. Doroth, you take two. Thelomir, you take five. Then you take one. So that is 13 HP back, Astra. Oh, what the hell? Uh, what just happened? Uh, oh, okay, okay, what I don't understand it's how we can all stand idly by while shit like this, in all motion towards Astra and Oystrich, happens in front of your face. That was that was a little strange. What happened? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I I feel better. And the explanation <laughs> is always that. It's always oh I don't I don't know. I just I don't know. Yes, you know. I'm keeping my eye on the two of you. I'm just gonna look at Oystrich like this guy. Uh, I know, what do right? You mean? Every time he talked to me, I couldn't handle it. I was so tired of him. I'm so glad you can actually speak to me now. He always treated me like 
I did something to him. All I've done is existed. Y'all literally just took two HP <laughs> from me for no good goddamn reason. <laughs> what in-game reason do I have at this point? She has surges of, of magic power. She can't control it sometimes. It's like that time she started speaking in bubbles. Oh, that sounds fine. Yeah, that's that sounds totally cool. Look, I'm sorry, guys. I I was just trying to see a little bit ahead to see, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worried we're walking into a trap or something bad. I mean, the last outpost. Gonna stand up like, well, there's only one way to find out. We gotta find that book. <laughs> <laughs> I must read it. I don't know if that uh, is exactly what it meant, but uh, you know, it seemed kind of good, but it also seemed like we should be on high alert. I don't know what we're walking into here. Oh, trust me. I'm on high alert. Is there like a hitching post or something around here? Uh, no, it's just like a straight road. And then there's like a little just a walk path. walking path. Okay, well, I'm going to, I guess, just hitch the horse and buggy to a, like a tree. Yeah, that'll work. And then uh, I'm going to take PVAC from my shoulder and say, alert us if someone starts messing with this horse and cart. And then set him on it. No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a nod. Nice. And then I'm, I'm going to turn and look up the hill and say, here we go. And start moving. All right. I will follow. So as you get to the tower, there is a spiral staircase that wraps around this circular tower, and it ascends to what you think is probably a living area. At the bottom, the stench of birds lingers around the area. But as you climb the stairs to the living and lookout areas, the stench of death overtakes the smell of birds. You find a door at the top of the staircase that is closed, heading into the structure. Try and open it. It is locked. You want to try and kick it open. You want to kick it or lock pick it? I'll knock on it first. Hello? Is anyone in there? Latalia? No answer. I'm going to start trying to kick it down. Yeah, I'm just going to frantically. Okay. Give me a strength check. Ten. I cast Thalmaturgy to blow the door open. Cast an ass motherfucker over there. Does that open unlocked or locked doors? I don't believe it opens locked doors, no. Oh. You instantaneously cause an unlocked door window to fly open or slam shut. Yeah, it has to be unlocked. I've got this. And I'll uh, I'll kind of push uh, Finch aside and just kick the door. Okay, give me a strength check, Kat. 14. 14 is enough. You kick the door in right at the door doorknob, and the, the latch bursts off of the edge, and a horrid stench exhumes from inside when you open the door. Inside, you find a square room with a balcony wrapping around three quarters of the living area, and it's mostly facing Erlen. Bird cages line the balcony, but inside them, you see birds lying still on their sides. And over in the bed of this outpost home, you see a woman lying face down. Blood has dried and stained the bed. The skin you do see seems to already begun to rot. Um, how long has it been since I cast a detect poison and disease? Like It's up to 10 minutes. It's probably been 20 to 30 minutes to get out to this side of town. Okay. Ooh, this looks familiar. Damn it. I'm going to try and like flip her to see if I can see a wound, how she died. Give me investigation check. Also, real quick, you said there was a staircase that wrapped around like the outside of it. Yeah, going up to the top. Top, okay. 20. Stab wounds identical to the ones that Vlad had through the abdomen also seem to be the cause of this woman's death. Fuck! And like kick a birdcage in in rage. I'm pissed. (laughs) Wait, there's... Dead bird goes flying out. (laughs) There's still birds 
there. It's the same person. It's the same wounds. It's, damn it. And I'm going to start frantically like searching and investigating. Okay. We'll say y'all spend some time here. Is there anything the four of you want to do in this process of Finch investigating? There's one specific thing I want to be looking for other than just my general investigation, and that is another map of outposts. Okay. I would like to look for a desk. Okay. There is a desk. And I would like to investigate the desk. Okay. I'm going to stand outside because it smells horrid in here. Um, I guess I'll do a, I'll look around the, uh, so there was a staircase wraps around the outside to the, like, balcony. Yeah, well, the staircase comes up to the door, and then there's, like, a door that leads out to the balcony that kind of wraps around three quarters of it, right. looking towards Erlen. So I'll, uh, I'll go out on the balcony and kind of look around there. Okay, and that's where all the bird cages are that are kind of lining the balcony. I will follow Keth, and I'm going to implore Oystretch to look around on his own. Okay. See if he can see anything that we can't see. All right. We'll start with you, Finch. Uh, give me a, an investigation check as you search for a map of Crimson Command Outpost. 18. You search through the room, and you do find one, uh, but it's not small. It is like a on-the-wall kind of a portrait kind of thing. It's the size of the dry erase board. Yeah, it's like a dry erase board, but it's parchment still. Is there a paper and like... You have paper. Okay. I'm just going to try and sketch it to the best of my ability. Okay. Just to... I need a general idea of where I can find these places, I think. Give me a intelligence check, I think, is what cartography would probably be. Assuming you don't have cartographer's tools or you're not proficient in them, that it would just be an intelligence check. It's going to be an 11. All right. So you have drafted up something to the best of your ability. You started in, like, the area that you're currently in, and so it kind of, like, dwindles in clarity outside of most of the rest of Asus. Okay. Felomir, you're searching the desk. Uh, give me an investigation check. Is there something you're specifically looking for? I mainly want to search through the any messages, in-going and outgoing. Okay. To find, I guess, just to see what's there and also dates, anything that's, like, to get, like, a time frame of when the last messages were sent. That okay. kind of thing. Uh, that's a 16. Okay. This lady was not as neat, nearly organized as Vlad was in the previous town. So it's a little bit of a mess. You do find a lot of the same reports that Vlad had in his incoming box. That's basically his basic incoming box. Outgoing wise, there's nothing because she sent them. And there's nothing that seems to be like halfway drafted or anything like that. Some of the incoming, though, for this specific outpost, because it is in Erlen. There appear to be some messages coming in from Crimson Command priest healers that are recommending actions, but it seems to be they're questioning more than recommending things. Uh, one of the things that has been recommended for Ficklepox is tulip leaves. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's it. That's it. Most of everything else you find is pretty much the same reports that Vlad had. Because Do I find the Black Orb one? Yes. And the promotion? Yes. Do I find anything about the disease here in Erlen? The same. As far as, like, apart from the recommendations, which I assume are responses to... There was one that Vlad had also received from a Chandelin Crimson Command outpost that said to be on the lookout for an imbalance of purity due to this disease. Mm -hmm. That that same report is here. Okay. You're standing outside, Doris? Yeah. Staying just, away from the stench? Just kind of generally... Looking. Did you go downstairs or stay upstairs? No, I'm like standing right outside the door. Okay. 
So you're just kind of watching them from a distance. Yeah. Is there anything you want to specifically do other than that? No. Kath on the outside, give me a perception check. 19. So you kind of scan the area looking around, and you did hear about the the Temple of Daloon that's to the north. And from this height advantage, you look up north along the river, and you do see a stone structure very far in the distance. Can't really make out details, but you do get a general idea. It is on the western bank of the river. And it looks like a temple. Yeah. It look, I mean, it's a large stone structure, has some peaks to it. There's a large domed area that's kind of facing you, and that makes you think it's probably some sort of temple. And you said it was on the west side of the river? It's on the western bank. So you're currently on the east side of the river, so you'd have to go back on the other side to get to stay on that side of the river without having to cross it by boat or something like that. And it is a very large river. Like, it's, it's a main river, kind of like the Mississippi. Astra, you are investigating the room for what now? I'm just investigating in general. For clues in general? Yeah. Give me a investigation check, and we'll do it with advantage since Oystrich is also scurrying around on the ground looking for things on his own. That is a 21. All right, 21. Give me an arcana check. 23. So as you're kind of investigating the room, you really don't find anything on your own. But then you see Oystrich at the balcony door. It's open right now because Keth went out there. But he's like sniffing along the bottom edge of where the door would be. Like if the door was closed, he's basically sniffing below the bottom crack. And you lean down and you take a look and you see kind of like a powdery substance that seems to have streaked across the ground. And it's black, a black powdery substance. Uh, hey, Keth, what? Oystrich found this this black powder on the ground. What? Could I detect what it is? You think it has something to do with maybe the shadows? I guess I'll, uh, in response to that, I'll walk over and like take a knee and, and like wipe it up with my finger and kind of rub it against my finger and thumb. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely kind of have like a, a powdered sugar feel to it. Oh no, this is strange. It's kind of like charcoal. You know, thinking back, seeing the shadow assassins, I, I think this is a substance that they leave behind. Well, they were definitely here. I think that's safe to say. I do have one more thing I would like to do. Yes. Detect magic. Give me an investigation check with it. Five. You find something, but you don't know how to get to it. It seems to be in the floorboards, maybe? Can I, like, pinpoint the area in the Yeah, when you, when you point at the area in the cabinet, or in the cabin, kind of look around, like, it, it's floorboards, and there's... But there's not really cracks. They seem to be like formed together in a nice way. Mm-hmm. And in, in this area, there's like a, a glow of evocation. Okay. I'm going to, once I find this powder substance, I'm going to go back into the room that they're in. Uh, Felomir, I Oysterich found this residue on the ground. I, I can only assume this was a shadow assassin. Yes, that's extremely likely based on how this person died. And everything looks very similar to... How it did in Clanport. Did you find anything? Uh, well, first, is the powder magical? The powder is not. Okay. I think so. And I'll kind of say, I guess, Doroth is outside. I don't know if he can hear me. I'm mainly going to say this to Finch. And then also Astra, because she asked. There seems to be something here. And I'm like knelt down on the ground where I 
detect the magic. It, there's something magical here, but I don't know exactly where it seems to be on the floor or under the, the floor, but there aren't any loose boards or anything like that. Can we see the aura? No. Okay. Are there cracks at all between the boards? I know you said that like you couldn't see below, but like it's boards, right? So there's still like a little bit of a crevice. It's, it's so well crafted that it seems to be that there's no updraft coming in to keep the room nice and insulated. I mean, that's fine, but I'm just saying like there's, I can there's tell no, that... There's, there's where a crack should be. And but it's, it's no not crack. a crack. Okay. It's like sealed. Yeah, it's like hardwood floors. And... So if Finch, do you... Still have a crowbar? That's what I was about to do. Yeah, I, I want to take out my crowbar and just immediately slam it into one of the cracks and okay. start trying to pry my hardest. You will destroy the wood. Like, you'll have to destroy, like, in the area of the crack to get the crowbar in. But, that, I mean, I'm just letting you know. It's fine. I can okay. mend it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, so, you take your crowbar, and after some time, we'll, oh, you basically, oh, shit. You basically take back. a 20 on it, and you lift, get the crowbar underneath, and you lift it up, and there is a small compartment underneath. And inside is a ring. What is it, Velmir? Oh, let me let me see. I'll pick it up, inspect it. It is a like bright red ring, like a red metal of some sort. And taking the time to investigate it, uh, you can either do identify if you want, or you can give me an arcane check. Let's roll with uh, the ritual cast of identify. Okay, so you take some time to ritual cast identify, and it is a ring of fireball. Ooh. Oh shit! What does that do? You get one use per day of fireball. Holy shit! It does require soul binding. Well, I don't know if this is related, but it it is a ring of a, a fireball. It appears, and it does not cost life force to use. A ring of fireball. Yes, you can cast a, a fireball spell. Wow! It looks looks to be once a, once a day. That's that's like the spell you almost blew me up with, right, Astra? The very same. I just kind of hang my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this doesn't seem to be related to the, the murder, though, I don't believe. Uh, I'm just kind of, like, holding the ring up. like uh, y- You keep it, Philomir. Okay. There's no one I would trust more to have it and to have my back with it. I'm just going to look him dead in the eyes. Well, I can't use it, but I'll hold on to it, I guess. Yeah, you already have three soulbound, right? I do. Can you not do more than three? Nope. Is Is there no one, if there is someone walking around... Outside, I do want to say something to them. If I ever notice anyone. Like a person in your group or like a random NPC? Like any a random NPC. Well, you're about like hundreds yeah, of I, yards from the road. I know. Okay. But if, if I see anyone at all. Okay. We'll say, yeah, there's somebody like traveling the road heading towards a farm like a hundred yards away. I'll, I'll yell down at him. Hey! Hey, you! There's someone dead in here! <laughs> it smells awful! Or maybe you should tell guard. Maybe you should. <laughs> I'm all the way up here. Or I'm heading back to my, my farm. There's dead people all over town on the disease. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point inside and be like, this isn't that. Or maybe you should tell guard. <laughs> what? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I guess. <laughs> What's going on out there, Doris? What's going on in there? You guys are beating up the floor. That Felomir found something. It's a it's a ring of fireball. Yes, it is. Uh, not related to the murder, I don't believe, but oh, it was in the floor. Is this the thing you're gonna kill us all with? What? Cool. I I just I don't know. When I hear the word fireball, I just anyway. Do you guys remember 
when we told that guard about the other death that we found and he asked us why it took us a whole day, <laughs> I think at some point around now-ish, we should tell someone important what happened here. In just a second, um, I want to look for the book, or, or not the book. I'm going to look for a book just because of the book thing. Or did that happen? Did someone look for a book already? I, I think it was more of a riddle. Still. No, it was extremely literal. I'm still going to look for I a book. I was also going to investigate this room now that I'm in here. Yeah, there's books on her desk. Do any, any titles jump out at me? There's the Equilibrium. Everybody likes that book. Great book. <laughs> Great book. Great box. It actually means a lot to the Crimson Command, so that makes sense. There is the Crimson Command handbook. Cool. We'll say that there's like a mystery novel. Okay. Named. This is it. <laughs> named. A mountain unclimbed. <laughs> <laughs> a view unseen. By Clancy Brew. <laughs> Clancy Brew's A View Unseen. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I don't care about any of that. And so there's only one more thing I got to do, but I'm going to wait till the end of this. Do you have something else? She wanted to investigate. Yeah, I was I was going to check out the books. Oh, that's the only three books in the room. I'm going to look at a view unseen and, oh, Felomir, you love a good mystery. And I'm going to put it in my bag. <laughs> you love a good mystery. I'm going to take a book, though. <laughs> there, there you is can't a, read it. There's a picture of a... Uh, a gray orc with flowing blonde hair <laughs> and a woman orc holding on to his waist. Yeah. Yes, dude. Okay. Gone with the wind style. I'm going to secretly put this in my bed. <laughs> well, I was going to take it, so. If he's going to take it, I'll Just let it me over. borrow it when you're done. I, uh, I think I know where the temple is. I think it's on the other side of the river. Uh, maybe we should head there and, and let them know what's happened here. And we can also find this priestess that we heard about we have to go all the way to the temple can't we just tell a guard well i mean if there's a guard on the way yes i think it is best to at least see what is going on at this temple and tell a guard on the way of course yes and i have some questions for the priest myself doroth uh i need your help someone is attacking all the outposts they're killing all the birds no one can reach gamor no one can reach captain gate i was initially thinking that i would send pvac but you met captain gate couldn't you speak to him for me I could. Would you? I'm having a hard time picturing his face. Did he have a, did he have a mustache or, what did he look like? This is the episode of The Office where they can't figure out if Stanley has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me just to make something up? Sure, that's fine. You can describe it. I mean, yeah, yeah. He had a mustache that went like almost over his bottom lip. He had. Oh yeah, the, it's the big so... bushy eyebrows. Oh uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I remember him. Lord, Lord again. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Okay, um, tell him that you're with me, Master Scout Finch of Asus. Let him know that Shadow Assassins have found out where the outposts are, and they are attacking them. They are killing the birds. They are killing the command. And we are on our way to Shandolin, and they know that we are on our way to Shandolin. Tell them that Vlad from Clanport we found dead. Latalia and Erlen, we found dead. And I'd also mention the Black Orb. I'll uh, chime in. Well, they, they should know that with the uh, the messages. If they got it. You never know. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe he's right. Let them know we're on our way to Shandolin to try and meet Brandon, get the Black Orb, and it's probably a trap. You and know you only have, you can only say so much. 
can I get messages. can I get a burger with tomatoes? <laughs> Make sure it's three tomato slices. Yeah, let me get a motherfucking. Uh, uh, how, how much can he say? <laughs> I'll take a number nine. Uh, okay, I'm I'm sorry. Do I, how how much can you actually get across in a message? I'll I'll try and be shorter. I think everything that you've said just now would be enough, and anything after that would probably take another casting. Well, just try and throw in if you can. <laughs> also, that, can you put some fries? We <laughs> we might need backup. When we get to Chandelin. Okay. So that was a number three. <laughs> okay. Uh, Can you repeat that back to me? <laughs> Cliff noted any way you like. I- I've given you the highlight that I that I can. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Sending. <laughs> I'll try to picture uh, High Captain Gate in my mind with his weird mustache and his bushy eyebrows. And uh, close my eyes and... Uh, okay. Dear Captain Gate, it's me, Doran. Um, oh, there's a there's a lot. All right, well, where do I even start? Um, so as you know, as you probably know, uh, we uh meet our friends here with uh your associate, uh Finch. <laughs> we are in search of the Black Orb, and uh, and it cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> And then you, and then you hear in your head. <laughs> I was sleeping. What? Whoa. Was that a dream? Oh. Let me cast it again. <laughs> man, what was a weird voice? I don't. Oh man, I hope, I hope I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Gate, this is Dorth. Uh, you remember me? This is real. This is not a dream. Uh, we've come from Clamport. We're now in Erlen. Both of the Crimson Command representatives there have been murdered by shadow people, and we need to tell you bye. <laughs> Doroth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doroth. Uh, I, I, I know how this works. I get these kind of messages from wizards all the time. Um, really? <laughs> so, uh, be safe. I'll see what I can find out. Uh, thanks. Nice. I'm going to turn towards Finch, and uh, I, th- I think he's got it. Yeah, all right. That's <laughs> better than nothing. Um, I'm going to make some good berries and uh, give, like, five of them to Doroth. Okay. Oh, thank God. I haven't eaten in ages. <laughs> <laughs> because legit, when was the last time we just, like, ate? Well, I know you all bought 10 days rations in Clanport. Oh, that's right. That's and right. you have been on the road for seven days. I think we usually just assume... That you all take care of that with your uh, inventory? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just toss one to everyone else since I make ten. I gave him five, so I'll give one to everyone else and then I'll eat the others. Mm, juicy. I give mine to someone else because I'm at full health. Juicy. Of course Well, it you feeds are. you for the day, too. I'll, I have 32 rations. I'll eat a ration. <laughs> <laughs> I stocked the fuck up. So heading back to the wagon? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
Oh shit. Dave. <laughs> I don't know she if we never, ever gave her a name. Never well, had we a didn't. name. <laughs> Ursula. Huh. We never gave Helga. her a name. Medusa. Sorceress. <laughs> Sorceress S. Yeah. We we really never gave her. A name. Nope. She's just the evil sorceress. Huh? Maybe she never told you her name. All right. All right, Twitch. Hit us with the names. We are waiting. You could just go the easy route and just call her Ursula. Right? Yeah. What about Morgrima after Morgerman? (laughs) (laughs) He's already Governor Foyston. Morgana. (laughs) That's legal edge. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Boo. Patty. Yeah. (laughs) Patricia. (laughs) Barbara. Yeah. Doesn't have to be anything fantastical. Ooh, evil sorceress name generator. Of course there Perfect. is. Perfect. <laughs> it's a great name. Name generator. Let's this, go. This is like, I was joking that, uh, I bet there's an anime about the uh, Revolutionary War. There is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, you know there is. I, I was kidding, but nah, they made that shit and put it out. It sounds fun. That sounds like the Patriot just on crack. Oh yeah, <laughs> I watched the the intro for it. I was like, "What's oh, it called?" I don't remember. Oh. Red, white, and you. <laughs> yeah, these are all men's names. No, nope, female names. There we go. Liana Quinn, Nimu, Scarlet Wound, Scarlet, Scarlet Wound. <laughs> what was the name of Jason Kim's cat? <laughs> Nimbu or something? It's no, it's um. Uh, Lion King. Uh, oh, well, then that's not as fun. This I isn't bad. Hester de la Rosa? Hester. De la Rosa. Hester? <laughs> I think it was Lion King, or maybe it was Star Wars and it's Naboo. But yeah, it's not. Okay. Uh, that, we're not using that one. <laughs> Kobe is confirming Naboo. Well, I cannot get into Patreon on this. I don't remember my username and password. Um, <clears throat> Agatha Crow. Ooh, Agatha's. Agatha's Olga. a decent. Yeah. Olga Riddle. Olga. Olga Riddle. Ooh. Well, I was trying to make it important, but I guess we'll just yeah. go with Olga. <laughs> Adela Rosa. Found it, by the way. <clears throat> we'll go with Olga Riddle. Yeah, dude. Now, where were we with that question? Who asked <laughs> the question? I asked the question. And it was towards Astra. So, Astra. Do, well, you, do you remember her name? While Felomir is reading, um, <laughs> the fuck? Was that stretch? Yeah. yeah. What was it? <laughs> it just, uh, he's just like us preaching. Like, mm. <laughs> Jesus. I want you to leave that kid alone. <laughs> Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> if you want to play D&D. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, if he swings on Dave, I can't make it over there in time. <laughs> Stop. I'm moving this way. What are you talking about? 